So we start a new series for January called Seek. And uh, every year at the beginning of the year, we take a look at what the scripture says about newness, especially the beginning of the year. And so before we do baptism, I just want to share a little thought. Um, and then we've developed a book that we want to give you on your way out. Um, but the first is important to God. Anytime the first is mentioned in scripture, it has great significance. Anytime you read, whether it be Old Testament or even New Testament, the power or the value of first uh, is always noted. It's always made obvious. And so at the beginning of the year, we always take a look at the significance of the first, because obviously it's the first day of the new year. It's our first time gathering as a church. And so what does it mean for us uh, to live out the first things in our life? And so when you look at it, God calls it the law of the first things. Uh, you see all throughout scripture, anytime something is mentioned for the first time, it's significant. God calls the first thing the devoted thing, meaning the first thing is the thing that belongs to God. It should be devoted to him. Uh, the scripture talks about it in all different kinds of ways that the first thing should be the devoted thing. That's why it calls out the first fruits of our increase or a tithe when we give 10%, the first of our increase. Uh, that's significant to God. The firstborn is always mentioned in scripture as significant. Or you see uh, the first time, uh, I know, realize we have young ones in here, but the first time uh, that you're called to give yourself to your spouse that first time is significant to God, and there's a way that he even instructs us to do that. Why? Because the first is significant. Why? Because when we give the first, the rest is seen as devoted to God. When we give the first of our, of our increase, God says, I see that you've put me first with your 10%. Now the rest I see as devoted unto me. Are you with me? So the first of anything represents a total. So today here uh, at church, as we uh, are celebrating the first with baptisms and different things, know that you're saying to God, hey, I want the total of my 2017 to be given and set, and, and set aside for you. Uh, the first represents the total. It's like when you give your first, you're giving your all. You're saying, I'm making this my most important. And so I think that's significant in the first month of the year. We sit down as people and, and as Christ followers and we say, God, I'm going to make sure in this first year that I'm arranging my life to be giving to you first. That way he can bless and be a part of the total. Amen. Even church is designed to be at the first of our week. Why? Because it's like God is saying, listen, I understand that you have work. I understand that you have your career and kids and school and uh, soccer and all the stuff that you have to do. I get all of it. But if you can put me first at the beginning of your week, I see that as devotion. I see that as a total, and I can be a blessing and a covering over the rest of it. Are you with me? Obviously, that doesn't mean you come in here and you punch your ticket on a Sunday and you say, I went to church. Now the rest of my week is blessed. We put God first in every area of our life. We wake up and the first of that day, uh, you know, we, we have a mindset that, God, this is your day. How would you have me walk in it? So I'm not saying Sunday is this exchange that you get your ticket punched, your week is good to go. But I'm saying in our heart, we come in and we say the first of everything is devoted to you because it represents a total. What we do with the first determines what happens to the rest. God sees the first as the root that governs the rest. Romans eleven sixteen says, for if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. So the scripture is pointing out to you like what you put in place first governs the rest. So it's important for us to be strategic about what we say is our first or our most important. 
Are you with me when I'm saying the first? I'm saying our top, our number one. When we say, God, these are our number ones. This is where we're putting you first as our most important. The rest becomes devoted or, as the scripture says, holy. And the trouble is our society and our culture really pushes us to just respond to urgency or immediate, right? Oh, my calendar is crazy, and I got all this, and so I need to respond to this, and I need to respond to this, and I need to respond to this. And essentially what becomes priority is really just what's pressing, right? And so he's saying, no, 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 make sure you live in a way that what's first is devoted to me, and then I participate and can be in the rest of it. And so it's important for us to make sure that our first doesn't fall into and our best doesn't fall into our social life and our cars and our houses and all of those things. God needs to be our first. And I believe this, that what happens in June, what happens in our future months is determined by what we do with our January. What we set at the first in our life determines the rest of our course. And so really what it comes down to is vision. And so in just a few thoughts here before we jump into baptism, I want to I speak out vision. Uh, for us to have vision, God says uh, in Proverbs 29, without vision, people perish, or without vision, people cease to exist. Uh, and so essentially, you're unsuccessful, it'd be a way that you could say it, uh, when we don't have vision, when we don't operate as vision. So we're sitting here this morning saying, God, we want you to be first. We want to be devoted to you. We want you to come in and be able to bless the rest but yet we have to decide what's first and what, how it operates in every area of our life. And so that starts with vision. We need to go to God and we say, God, I'm seeking you in your righteousness. I want you to be first, but give me the vision for that. And so here's vision. Vision is a mental image of your future. Vision is a thought that demands a response. Vision locates your potential and places it in your future. Vision brings your destiny into emotional focus. Vision is the ability to see a dangerous or destructive situation before they unfold. Vision gives you a reason to push things aside. When you have a great vision, it's easy to say, oh, should I be a part of this? No, it doesn't line up with the vision because I have a clear vision, so I'm not gonna. It gives you the ability to push it aside because you have a clear plan. And that's why Proverbs is saying, have a vision because you won't fall into things, you won't perish in things because you have a clear plan. And so I thought about like this, if we don't look past where we are, we will perish, we'll die. We got to be a people who say 2016 is back there. I'm not just going to stay stuck here. I'm going to have a vision for where I'm going. And I believe that God's going to do amazing things in it. Are you with me? So we wrote this book. So on your way out, uh, don't, don't feel like it's a task. Don't feel like it's a homework, but it really is. If I could be honest with you, I'm, I'm being serious. You're going to get this book, and it's going to sound, oh, we get a free book. This is exciting, and da-da-da. And then you're going to open it, and you're going to go, that's a lot of work. <laughs> well, how much does it matter for you, right? How much does it matter for you to, to seek God first and put things in place and prioritize it and see God move in your life? And so that's the effort that we should put into it. And so the way that this works is there's six categories in here. And it's career, it's family, it's your spirit life, spiritual life, it's all those things and in there is you write out your goals. It's a goals book. And so you sit down with your family, you sit down with your kids, you sit down with your things, and you write your goals. And then you'll see there's a couple tabs in there along the way where you pull it back out after the end of the month, and you look at it, and it says, oh, man, that goal, do I, do I need to keep improving, or have I accomplished this goal? Maybe you set it out, you've already done it. But there's action steps in there. And so I'm promising you, it's a task. It's going to be a chore. Husbands, your wife, they love this stuff. So they're going to go get all their pens and they're going to get their tabs and they're going to go, are you ready to do the book? And you're going to be like, 
I'm like preparing myself for the Lions to beat the Packers. I can't do that goal book. And so, but I promise you, put the effort in. Uh, my wife and I, we were talking about it. She's like, so what are you going to do for next year? I was like, my goals are easy. Next year, I'm just going to keep killing it. It's just all you need to write in my part. It's like, it's like we need to work on that a little more. Like if that's your answer, then I know some of your goals. Anyway, and so, uh, but it's a choice. I'm just being honest with you. But I promise you this, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. You want to look back on 2017 with no results, then don't worry about this. If you don't want to see anything change, then don't do the book. But if you want to see a difference made in your life, measure it, write the vision, make it plain. That's what the scripture says. And you'll be able to look back on this and see that God honored it. And, and, and you remain faithful, God remain faithful. And if you do it in the first thing, I believe we'll see amazing things. Amen. So we've got a whole bunch of those out there. We want you to take them on your way out. And I believe that we'll be able to look back on that book as, oh, man, that was some crazy hard work. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad my wife made me do it. <laughs> but it was worth it, I think is what we'll all say. Amen.